You're listening to TBS EFM this morning, and President Trump had a lot to say over Twitter yesterday, actually. Even from Air Force One on his way to Hanoi, he said he was looking forward to a very productive summit, and uh, there was much in the same vein as he fended off critics that he was ready to give away too much uh, without enough in response from North Korea. Um, he, he said, in fact, there was false reporting about this summit before it even got underway. Let's bring in Professor Robert Gallucci at Georgetown University, who led the denuclearization negotiations with Pyongyang during the 1994 Agreed Framework for further discussion. And thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. Based on your experience as a leading negotiator in the past. What do you think uh, is is likely in, in the best case to be included in this Hanoi Declaration? In the best case, uh, it will provide some detail about what material steps the North might be willing to take uh, in the direction of genuine denuclearization as the ROK and the U.S. define that word. In the best case, we would get that, and uh, there'd be some reciprocal action, I think, uh, from the U.S. president. Um, But in the best case, it would not be reciprocal action that would be in any way damaging to the alliance between the RRK and the USA. So we're we're looking for that. And, And one other thing, which is not substantive in the same way, we're looking for some uh, commitment to a process uh, that will carry us along, a uh, process other than simply summits every six months or so, a process by which some expert like uh, Steve um, uh, Begin um, uh, for the U.S. side and uh, a designee for the DPRK uh, could meet and work out the details of what ultimately would have to be a pretty complicated arrangement. Right. What do you think is is the realistic possibility? As I mentioned before, President Trump came out uh, fending off critics even before the summit got underway. He also said to the media, uh, and we heard from his own mouth, let alone Twitter, that um, he was hoping for a summit that was at least as successful as, as last time in Singapore. But, of course, many people did not view that as a success. <laughs> well, it, it it really depends this time and last time about what your standard is for success. Uh, Last time, we were trying to move away from a whole year, 2017, of very dangerous rhetoric and the real possibility of military action of some kind. Uh, And we were looking for um, improvement of relations uh, and a better tone. And if that's all you wanted out of Singapore, I think you should be satisfied with Singapore. If you were expecting a commitment to substantive moves, whether they be at the known nuclear facilities of North Korea uh, or whether we're talking about material steps towards normalization, which the North Koreans want from the United States, you didn't get any of that. So you could be disappointed. This time, uh, if you had the same, it'd be unlikely, let me put it this way, it'd be unlikely to have the same standard uh, for 20 that you had in, in 2018, in 2019. Uh, I think almost everybody that I know analyzes the North Korean-U.S. engagement over the nuclear issue uh, is looking for something substantive, something like the dismantlement under inspection of important facilities at Yangbyon, if not all facilities at Yangbyon. Uh, 
that would have some material significance. Uh, but the North Koreans dismantling uh, equipment or material that they're not interested in and is not important is not particularly significant in any way. Mm. In fact, it leads to cynicism. So when we look at President Trump's last comments, he, he said that uh, the fact there had been no missile tests uh, or nuclear tests in the last few months was a major achievement. But then again, yesterday, he said the biggest area of progress has been the relationship between him and Chairman Kim Jong-un. And I don't know what you made of the smiles and and the the, the apparent warmth between them. Is that very important when we think of negotiations between leaders? I'm afraid I'm going to use a, a, a word here. I think that assertion about the good feelings and smiles I being more important than the absence of ballistic missile or nuclear weapons test is pure nonsense. It's ridiculous. Uh, this uh, good feeling uh, can turn to ashes uh, in less than 24 hours. Uh, all that has to happen, if one can imagine Imagine it is some incident. All that has to happen is some discovery of some kind uh, or a single test of some kind, and all that good feeling evaporates. I'm, I'm, I prefer good feeling to harsh words, fury and fire, but it, it is not substantive. And to mistake it or claim that it is, is, uh, I think, a, a, a real mistake and misleading for the publics in uh, South Korea and the United States. With these personalities, though, and perhaps especially with President Trump's personality, we, I think a lot of people claim to know about Chairman Kim without perhaps actually knowing too much about him. But, but President Trump, we have seen a lot of, uh, quite frankly, through Twitter and uh, other public comments. And it would seem with him that, that he might do something off the cuff in this summit in which his relationship with Chairman Kim... It could make a difference. Uh, the the president of the United States is, I think, uh, different in in the way you described than any other president that I have never known in my lifetime. Uh, and he's capable of impulsive action. He's not deeply steeped in uh, the technical issues at all, or even uh, fundamental issues of American national security and international security. That said, he's uh, playing on a very high level uh, with uh, the leader of a country that poses a real threat to both the Republic of Korea and Japan and Northeast Asia, as well as the United States. And so we, uh, I think, are concerned that uh, President Trump proceed judiciously and carefully and not act impulsively. Uh, and that he not overstate uh, what he accomplishes uh, or characterize um, the improvement of uh, relations in right. terms of uh, language as being of material significance. It just isn't. You know, this is where we're going to have to be so careful because the, the media just jumps on the comments and we'll probably have some dramatic headlines later this afternoon based on whatever he says at the news conference. And then there will be days of digesting and criticism and then we'll get the kind of real sense of, of things. I, I want to ask you, though, just briefly. So 
yesterday, President Trump was asked whether there'll be an end of war declaration. He said, we'll see. He wasn't prepared to talk publicly about denuclearization. I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. What um, do you think realistically will come out of this? And, you know, when you said before that uh, you were hoping there wouldn't be anything that would damage the alliance with South Korea, well, actually, sanctions relief would probably really help South Korea boost North Korea ties. <laughs> Well, the overall, the big box here is the normalization of relations between North Korea and the United States. Part of that is uh, a U.S. position on sanctions that would permit um, President Moon and South Korea to generally improve its relationship uh, with North Korea. Uh, That, I think, all of us would regard as a step in the right direction, and some sanctions relief not necessarily U.S. sanctions, but U.N. sanctions that impact on the type of things that the South and the North have talked about uh, would be a good thing, I think, all around, if it's a response to some material thing that the North Koreans are prepared to do. So uh, it, this is a it, this gets a, a tad bit complicated, but I, I do believe that uh, the first step here, the first issue, is uh, a question of whether we get substantive moves Towards moves for towards denuclearization, for which the North Koreans could and should expect some reciprocal or corresponding moves by the United States, either in the area of uh, um, a declaration of the end of the war or a uh, process of normalization, which could be liaison officers. Or indeed sanctions, Professor Gallucci. I'm sorry, I've got to jump in there. We're going to hit our outro music. So it's great to have you with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We're going to continue the conversation.